Welcome to the latest episode of the Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Munro. I think it's welcome to episode 245. We are recording roughly two hours, five, two hours, ten minutes on a Saturday evening after Roma 2 into 4. There was a glimmer of light with Roma going 2-1 up at half time after Stefan Al-Sharari scored a quite wonderful goal. And for me, it's a goal I love because it went in off both posts. So it's a bit a bit pleasing, but Inter showed their class at the end. Uh, with me tonight, I've got the returning Joey. How are you, Joey? I'm good. How are you, Scott? Uh, I'm all right. Um, as I'll probably get into this, I'm more disappointed about Swindon dropping points than I am of Roma dropping points today. I was quite pleased with Roma's performance because they went toe-to-toe with the best side in Italy and probably one of the best sides in Europe. But we'll get on to that. And also... We've got someone who is actually at the game. It's the returning Rosa. How are you? Hello. I'm uh, damp, but uh, but other than that, pretty well. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the weather, as you can tell in Rome today, as we're watching on the TV, you're in the stadium. That was quite biblical, wasn't it? To put it in nicest words, or it was absolutely lashing it down. Yeah, you could really, especially with the floodlights, you could just really see the rain pouring and pouring, and it was relentless um, as it was arriving and leaving the stadium as well. So I also got caught up in it, um, going there and, and coming back. And yeah, it was. You could see as well. It, I think it had a bit of an effect on the, on the game with the the way the ball was going across the the turf. So, um, but yes, it was very wet. And the heavy legs right near the end, which is understandable. Um, do you want to tell us your tram stories? Because you would message me after the game. There was a bit of trouble trying to get back home to where you live. Yeah, it's just the kind of classic, which is, again, my favourite topic of conversation. Um, attack uh, sort of mismanagement of there seem to be fewer trams in service today, I think possibly because of the rain, which meant that as I was going to the game, the tram was so full at a certain point, I wasn't even really touching the floor because there were so many people. Um, and then coming back, I had to, again, wait in the in the rain because I, I just missed one. But it was just absolutely jam-packed. And um, yeah, not, not, not an easy journey to and from the stadium, which is not ideal when it's um, really, really raining hard. Yeah, if you live in the centre, like, uh, when I go, I stay quite close by because we met up at the Panino, King Panino, before a game with me, Lee and his friends at the Spezia game. And I was staying a 30-minute walk away. But if you're on the other side of Rome, it's a ball like to get to the stadium, isn't it? This, yeah, because I, I live actually pretty centrally. But um, weirdly, it's easier if I'm coming from work, which is in the northeast of Rome, because there's a bus that kind of goes more directly. Whereas if you're stuck in the centre, it's, it's sort of the, the metro of the tram. And it's just the tram is uh, so unreliable. That's the, the biggest problem because it often takes me hours to get home and I don't technically live that far from the stadium. But, uh, but that's that's Rome for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, well, Rosa, hopefully we can meet up again in a couple of months because I'll be coming out for the Bologna game, hopefully. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yes. 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 Joey, there is a, a King Panino, which is... 
I want to say a five-minute walk from the ground, and I'm not going to lie, it's one of the best sandwiches I've had in Rome, and uh, it's well worth it for about five euros fifty. And the woman in there speaks amazing English, and we had a nice conversation the two times I've been in there previously. I got to try it. I've never I've been to a bunch of places, but I've never tried King Panino. It's definitely on my list next time I go. Porchetta uh, and a bottle of water, but that went out with proper luck. That was a proper London bottle of water. Um, that went that went south very quickly. It was about six euros fifty, which you can't go wrong, and it was really nice. Um, less talk, less food talk, because I uh, I got some. I got a mention of a a fellow listener when we were talking about the cheesecake I had the other day, and it made him hungry because he listened to the pod at night when I when uh, when it was tweeted out. So I'm sorry, we're not going to talk that much about food, but that cheesecake was lovely. Um, Roma two into four. Joey, I'll come to you first, and then Rose, I'll come to you after af- afterwards. In hindsight, it's not the worst result in the in the world. No, but it's not. Forty five minutes. No. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah, but forty five. Yeah, but for forty five minutes, Roma went toe to toe, scored the the great free kick goal for Mancini, the header. Uh, into skull, we may want to talk about it. I don't know what your two opinions on it. Should it have been disallowed? Was Turam in an offside position? If I speak, I'm in trouble. And then Stefan Al Sharari scores that wonderful, aesthetically pleasing goal with a fantastic counter attack. But then Inter just turn up in the second half. Marcus Turam was just outstanding with his hold up play. And then, as John calls him on Roma Press, Puri Reticio had some moments of madness for a couple of the goals, including the Bastoni one where he looked every part of his age and looked a bit lead foot. But overall, it's not the worst performance. Nine points out of 12 under De Rossi isn't bad, but for 45 minutes, we went toe-to-toe with the best team in Italy. Yeah, certainly. Um, as we mentioned pre-pod, normally I'm, I'm one of the negative ones. I guess Mourinho was just the way that style of football we were playing was just draining and left me with little hope to making top four because it wasn't shown in the past. But after watching a game like this, although we have weaknesses and, and points of the match that we clearly need to address, it makes me a little more hopeful for top four. I thought Roma played super well in the first half and they played tremendously in the first half in most of their games, maybe besides Salernitana. And uh, their their only their issue is 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 uh, it's a lack in concentration and also fatigue in the second half. Maybe the Rossi's got to find a way to to balance them better because they seem kind of gassed uh, when they come into that second half. But that first half was tremendous. We actually looked, you know, like a formidable side and giving trouble to the opponent. Um, Inter don't really give up. Uh, don't really give up two goals much in in most games that they played so we actually were able to score on them twice if it's not for a few limitations we have on our roster you know guys like patricio which is uh, i just think it's it's over for him i really think we should start looking at vr for the rest of the season our limitation at fullback and somebody like lukaku who uh we we finally see the bad side of him against good teams and today was a was a big telling sign he just he hasn't shown up great against the good teams and today was another showing of it. So we had a great first half. We actually went to attack. We didn't 
defend for 80 minutes, you know, still lost but gave up a goal without ever a hope of scoring. We went toe-to-toe just that second half, the first 20, 30 minutes into shoulder class and Roma were kind of or were kind of tired and legged, but they um, pushed at the end. They had chances. Lukaku had a couple of chances. They kept pushing at the end, so they showed some fight back. But ultimately, uh, Pui Raticio showed that he's what thirty six, I think. Yeah, they made him at the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So it just, it just, I think he's been, he was poor on most of the goals today. Uh, just you know, any world class keeper, we get a stop. And we at least have a draw, or um, you know, Lukaku buries a chance, and again we have a draw, or maybe a win, uh, depending on how the rest of the game goes. But overall, it leaves me a little positive because I, I think the way Roma play, if they can figure out some of those mental lapses in the second half, I think they can really win against uh, the bad and mediocre teams, and against the teams we're battling with. If you get just a few wins against them, uh, fourth place is really there for taking. So. Uh, I'm disappointed by the result, but I'm pretty positive about how they'll approach the rest of the season going forward. Uh, Rui Patricio is 35 and his birthday is on the 15th. So when we play final on Thursday, he turns the grand old age of 36. He sucks, man. He look... <laughs> that's, <laughs> Sorry, that's putting just... it polite. That's putting it polite. I, I, I just well, I can't. I can't be polite with this. Rosa, I don't know how you watch him for 90 minutes. I would just, it would just bother me watching him. As I a... actually only get to watch him for 45 because the oh, is so far away from the half that I don't have yeah. to see him. Luck, um, lucky you. You just kind of see the ball hitting the back of the net. <laughs> can, I ask you, can I ask you, Jerry, about Inter's first goal? Should it have stood? Yes, I, I'm, a, I'm in agreement with De Rossi. I think it should have mm, stood. Same. I think... Um, I think Turam was on the uh, other side of where the ball went in. Um, he didn't push Patricio at all. I think Patricio was just looking for anything. Um, I just think he even played that poorly. Uh, like that ball is going so slowly. I don't know. He just, the fact that he couldn't adjust to make a better effort on it, I think that's more on Patricio than anything else. Just like the last goal, I think both goals were, were absolutely poor and. Just uh, I don't know. Just doesn't give me any confidence. And no, but that that goal definitely should have stood. I'm in total agreement with the Rossi who said that's that's a good goal. Yeah, I, I'm a, I'm yeah, I'm with you there, uh, Rosa. You were at the game. Um, you have a story about the Stefan Alcherari goal. Um, but what were your thoughts about Roma's performance in this game? At the first half, it was it was just incredible. I unfortunately I couldn't go to the Cagliari game on on Monday, um, so it's the sort of first time that I've got to see the De Rossi ball or DDR ball um, since the the first Nicely game took over, and it was just incredible. It was, it was so enjoyable, and and sort of you you thought okay we equalised and went ahead, and and you sort of really believed it, really, and unlike, you know, previous games, you're like, oh, God, what's going to happen next? Then, of course, the second half, there was a bit of the um, lapse in concentration. I think there's a statistic about how many goals were conceded at the beginning of the second half, and it is something that that is a huge problem for us. But, uh, yeah, the El Shari goal, I decided at that point, because it was just before half time, I'm going to go down to the bathroom now so that I miss the big cues 
uh, that happened at half time. So I was actually walking down the steps and I could see them moving forward. And, and luckily I was completely blocked uh, from, from getting to the bottom of the stairs. So I actually managed to see the goal as I was um, on my way down. So I actually got a better view than I would normally because I was closer to the to the pitch at that point as well. Um, so yeah, it was an absolutely fantastic goal. Because again, it didn't seem like it was going in and then it did after the, the rebound. So yeah, and then um, I got almost crushed <laughs> trying to go to the bathroom through sort of all the celebrations. It's, it's. I haven't been in the curve, so I imagine it's complete carnage when when the goal goes in for the for the home side. Um, I think you told me some stories in the past, but um, in the second half, Inter were dominant and better on the ball. But Roman did have chances. That Lukaku miss is going to haunt me for for a while. But um, Baldanzi, when he came on, impressed, didn't he? I think he's going to have a bright future for Roman, and I expect him to have some more minutes in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, I I agree with that. I think he'll definitely get more minutes, especially in the league, uh, in the next couple of weeks. I even think, um, you know, he, he had such a positive tournament, Scott. I wanted to bring him into this too. I think Asmoon probably deserves minutes as well. I think we got to see how both mm. of them uh, do. The way Lukaku's been playing, again, I don't know if it's too many games or this is just how Lukaku is. But I think Asmoon deserves some time to uh, to get some minutes in, as well as like you mentioned, I think Baldanzi when he came on, I think he kind of changed the script a little bit. He changed a bit of the game. He was finding really good pockets of space, and he was moving the ball around. He was even directing play a little bit, which was nice to see. He's very confident for a twenty year old, so uh, he has a bright future ahead, and for sure we're going to see um, more minutes out of him. I wish I had his confidence at twenty. Um, but no, um, Rosa Lukaku. You probably had the best view of that miss. Oh my god, it's imprinted in my eyes if I close them. Um, <laughs> it was ju- he just had he just had the keeper to beat. Yeah. And oh uh, yeah, no, it was. I I still don't understand how how he didn't score from there because it was it was it was the ball was just there at his feet and we were all kind of oh this is it this is the equaliser and uh, didn't happen. Rosa, even that cross for the header, he completely mistimed it. It happened just a couple seconds later, not maybe a couple minutes. Uh, that I thought he should have got on target at least as well. So it was two chances in yeah. a few minutes that he had that uh, that Rosa saw up close and personal and that he just completely whiffed on. It was just that, that's what we're saying about Lukaku in big games. Just doesn't Lukaku. just doesn't produce. Yeah, just doesn't produce. Lukaku. I know. I, we, I know he scored against Napoli. But I look at the context of the game and, you know, the game was over and Napoli brought everybody forward to try, try to tie it. That's really a, a different case to you're needing a goal, you're down, you're tied against a good team. So uh, that's why I mentioned Asmund. I mean, I, I was really, really disappointed with Lukaku today. He didn't play well at all. It was one of his, <laughs> I would say, yeah, more disappointing performances. Um because there was so, I don't know if it was the expectation playing against Inter and all the controversy, but you would think that a player would thrive off that, whereas he seemed to kind of shy away from everything. Um, and it, yeah, just just didn't didn't work out for him at all today. It was frustrating. Um, but are you two thinking that if when a Abraham comes back, and I think that's probably March time at the earliest, do you think he'll slot in? Either or with Lukaku, or just rest of rotate. Oh, um, 
that's a good question. Yeah. I, I it, it depends of how adaptable uh, DDR ball is going to be with, um, mm-hmm. you know, because he likes to play two, uh, two kind of creative, let's say, wingers slash number tens. Uh, tens. Yeah. yeah, behind the striker. So that means you got to bench, obviously not, I'm sure they won't bench Dybala, um, but that means you got to bench El Shirari, and then you kind of got to change where playing Dybala behind two strikers like mm. Ibrahim and mm. Lukaku. I personally think, Scott, he'll take minutes off of Lukaku. That, that's yeah. where I don't know where I think he has But yeah, I think he will. Um, as much as we complained about Abraham as well the year before, he misses chances. But he's actually scored against big teams. Um, he mm. scored, scored, you know, as I can recall, he only scored about eight goals last year, but he did score, you know, he did score against Juventus. He did score against uh, Milan. So he he can, and he scored against At- Atalanta, I believe. Uh, even he did score against the So we'll see. I think he's going to take minutes. I wonder how De Rossi is going to manage between having him back, Asmoon, and Lukaku. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, De Rossi adapts to this. It will be interesting with Tammy coming back actually also fitting into this way of playing because it's so different from what we had last season. So it might yeah. be really great for him because he'll just probably get more um, better service basically because there's so much yeah, more probably, to play. Yeah, it's probably we yeah. get more opportunities. There, I think he'll do better. Not knocking. Yeah, I, I, I do. Not knocking. Do better. Yeah. yeah, not knocking previously manager um so i think he did a, a reasonable job to some extent i just think the ending and the writing was on the wall which me yourself joan who i spoke with kaus pandy uh the other day about it and he put it quite eloquently about it um but i think abraham when he comes back i think him and lukaku will probably share some minutes i think asman and dabala will and it wouldn't surprise me if baldanzi and sort of Pellegrini does as well. I would like to see Baldanzi in that midfielder role because he sort of played it pretty well today and linked up with on the left-hand side with Zaleski and Spinazzola, who actually looked quite decent when he came on, which was a little bit of a shock. He had a couple of crosses. That was the cross that Lukaku almost tried to kill um, Bastoni with and just almost landed on top of him, uh, all that muscle on uh, Bastoni, but then he got the better of us and then scored right near the end. But overall, it's not the worst result. But it, at half time, I was thinking four out of four Champions League. Could it be on? We've got Feyenoord and Frosinone in the next week. Uh, but then football has a funny way of biting you on the backside. But Roma are not in the worst predicament because Napoli and Bologna are playing over the weekend. Um, is it Bologna Lecce tomorrow, Joey? I think that's one of the two o'clock kickoffs. And Napoli are playing AC Milan, is it? Yes, and you have Atalanta who's playing Genoa, and Genoa's at home. Genoa. That's never uh, this ever. Oh, easy that's game. horrible. And yeah, your favorite. Never, it's never your favorite uh, non-Roma player is probably gonna turn up and play well against them. That's what we hope in Goodmanson, yeah. So I, I hope he, yeah. I hope he certainly can. But really, Scott and yeah. like. After seeing it today, if De Rossi can figure out how to uh, how to get them to not drop off in the second half, I really think this team can make this team can make fourth. The problem is it's that first 
20 to 30 minutes in the second half that they drop off. I think they expend too much energy in the first. I don't think they balance it enough. As for De Rossi, as soon as he can figure that out a little better, and I think he's smart enough to will, I think Roma will will be right there to the end for fourth place. I really think they will. Uh, for for both of you, and I'll start with you, Rosa, because this was your first time watching De Rossi ball. Do you, we talked about this on social media. It's a change of mindset, isn't it? And it's working well for the club. There's a bit of positivity after some not some good months of it, uh, uh, just prior to Christmas and before New Year. No, that don't make sense. Prior to Christmas and after New Year, English Scott. Uh, but the mindset is just, it's been mind-blowing. And the way that Roma have been playing in recent weeks, I know it's against the, the lower teams and you have to beat those teams. But... How many points did Jose Mourinho get against those three teams? Oh, whisper it quietly. Four. How, do, how many did Daniel De Rossi get? Nine. I'll say it louder for people in the back. Nine. But the mindset is changed, isn't it, Rosa? We may have said it was a, to a, akin to a ginger bearded northerner from the UK in a different sport. Yes, there was the, the Ben Stokes comparison, which, yeah. Yes. It's, it's also in the beard, clearly. That's where the, the sort of the power it's is. It's the beard trifecta, yeah. So no, he made an interesting comment. I saw, again, I just kind of haven't really been able to watch any of the highlights since getting back, but I was scrolling through Twitter once I was on the tram and out of the rain. Um, and I think in the post-match interview, he made a comment that was saying um, that he didn't want to... I think it was something like I don't I I didn't like I never liked players being criticized as a player and I don't like it as a manager um which I thought was quite a, a noble thing and again that's creating that kind of team atmosphere and, and giving them self-confidence which evidently can make a huge difference um rather than kind of picking on players and making them feel alienated uh for, for making a mistake so it's that kind of what is it you don't you play to win, but you also need to enjoy playing. I think that's the that's the mentality. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, Joe, we've talked about it last week. The mindset has completely changed, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And another quote I wanted to bring up was, um, this is something that I don't feel like many of coaches said this this in the past with uh, with Roma. I know no coach is satisfied, right? But De Rossi has that mindset where he's not putting, you know, blame on the players, as Rosa said, but he's not accepting to be medi- mediocre as well. He said that he was the footballing son of Spalletti. If you play well and lose, it means something did wrong. Inter didn't steal anything. We have to level up. We shouldn't be satisfied with having played well. Otherwise, the, the direction is mediocrity which I totally agree. So he's finding the right balance. And this is where the mindset has shifted, where he's not just putting blame on the players for having, you know, these mediocre, these loss, these mediocre results, losses, draws, drop points. He's finding a good way to make sure that he, that he's backing his players, but saying guys in certain, certain situations, we have to do better and we cannot accept a loss is not a good thing. And we cannot accept what we played well. That is, like you said, that's, showing me uh, mediocrity. So I really think he's uh, he's handling this very well. And the way he's balancing between wanting to get players to get better without throwing them under the bus, I think it will work out well in the end. And I think they'll have a positive end to the season. 
You want Can that top four, really don't you? Stupid... Me? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. No, Go for say... it, Rosa. The floor is yours. Well, th throwing them under the bus and then parking it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, people will get that reference, but Champions League, it 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 can happen. It, it Roma, if like, if push comes to shove, Roma get knocked out in the Euro, Europa League by either Feyenoord or if they get past Feyenoord, the round of sixteen. Yes, round of sixteen. Roma will play once a week in Serie A, maybe twice a week in some games later in the year because the. I think there may be one uh, round of fixtures, maybe midweek, if I'm not mistaken. But it, it may happen. Joey, you were quite negative before Christmas, but now your um, your mindset has changed. There is some positivity aura around you. Yeah, yeah, there is. I mean, if you're showing it on the field, and there's uh, there's certainly belief that you can have a game like this um, where. I believe if you if we had a game like this just a few months ago, which we did, we still lost anyways, but we had zero opportunities of goals. Like we had nothing going forward. We had that one Cristante shot in the first game that's that's always mentioned, that header. That, that was literally it. I know it was an away game, but at least this showed a bit more um this showed a bit more positivity and this is this is kind of what you need to 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 get this fourth spot. You need to show up. If you show up a game like today against the likes of Fiorentina, Atalanta, Bologna, uh, and Napoli again, I think you can win at least two to three of them. Really, I really think you can win. I I don't think another team you know that's battling for fourth with us would score a goal like Inter would in the first half, even though Rome playing super well and. If Roma play a first half like this against other teams, they may they may put more than two by by a team. They may put three or more, and other teams are not good like Inter, where they can just show their class and keep the ball and score at will. They're not like that. So I really think it's really positive going really for the for the end of the season. Just win the round against Feyenoord, and then after that, depending who the opponent, I really think Roma should certainly focus on Serie A. And Scott, if they come forth, I mean, I'll send you a crazy video of me running or and screaming. I'll, I'll do whatever. I, that's all I've been wanting for three years is for play. So I will do anything I will for Roma to get this. As long as you're fully clothed, I'm all yes, right. Yes, yeah, no, no worries. I do not want to see that. Um, <laughs> I've seen some hot... I've, no, I was going to mention this off, but I've seen some random stuff on social media recently including a certain rapper's video. Uh, the less we talk about that, the better. <laughs> um, he is Canadian. Um, that is true. Yeah. Um, Rose, I'll probably tell you off pod just to keep it, keep it lighthearted. <laughs> um, but Rosa, are the stars aligning potentially? I'm, the, the... I'm looking at the table now and it's, it's just, it's really frustrating that there's all of these discrepancies between the number of uh, games played. And uh, yes. I mean, yeah. I think it's, I think it is doable. I think it is doable if they continue on this wave of positivity and keep like, again, picking up the points against the the smaller teams. That's always been Roma's problem. It's always been, you know, you managed to win against Milan or something and then somehow lose to Empoli or one of these teams. Um, so if they kind of reverse that in a way, 
or do both ideally um then i think it's doable i mean it's going to be very exciting empley well, roma is the last game of the season rosa it could oh, be all it could be all to play for because they they may have survived by then but uh, roma roma's yeah, last hoping, um... Scott, that Empoli uh, finish. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to mention. No. It. I'm hoping Empoli. I'm I'm becoming a supporter for them. I want them to be safe by the time it comes to the last game of the season, so they have nothing to play for in the last game. That might be beneficial for Roma. True. Uh, Roma's last six games are quite brutal. Bologna at home, Napoli away, Juve at home, Atalanta away, Genoa at home. Empoli away. So the last two games are quite okay-ish. But then like the four previously are like, I'm saying this with gritted teeth. It's, yeah, it's a bit brutal. But that's that's all to play for. Um, I'll ask this for you, Rosa, as you are at the game. When, will Mr. Barella or Hakan Chanaloglu make good referees when they finish playing football? Um, <laughs> probably not. I, I asked this anything. because Barella is. Yeah, I only asked this because Barella is always in the referees here, and he's probably I a ten ten. I really can't stand Barella. I know he's like no. incredibly talented, but I mean, this also sort of links back to sort of a haunting of a certain Euros final that I don't want to think about. But um, but I, I can't stand him. He's always he's just oh shut up, just don't do that. And I know you know this is coming off a, a team that that was accused of doing this quite a lot over the last couple of seasons maybe but but yeah he's oh i can't stand him i say this because he's also probably a 10 10 olympic diver for that foul in the first half which was quite phenomenal but no in to get the points um are we watching the league champions in a short answer yes yeah definitely yeah yeah it's and i think i think they probably will be their seven points clear with yeah. When you were talking about the end of the the season and mentioned Juve as one of the final games, they might not have anything to play for either by that point because if Inter carry on like this, they're going to be very comfortably second. Second. They'll be happy with that, wouldn't they, after what happened last season and with the points deduction, getting kicked out of Europe, finishing seventh and then just playing once a week, playing, as me and Joey like to call it, Allegri ball, terrorist ball, Haram ball, inshallah, give it to Vlajevic or Chiesa and, and win one nil. But they're getting the results and they're, they're pretty sitting second. And Milan will probably get third or they'll probably have a race for second with them. But it's the, the race for fourth, isn't it? It's between potentially six clubs Torino, Fiorentina, Napoli, Bologna Lazio, Roma and Atalanta that is six, yes if my maths is correct seven great but it's and most, a few of these teams have European football afterwards, Fiorentina uh, like Napoli and Lazio Roma and Atalanta, they have all European football in the next couple of weeks so it's going to be interesting to see um I will ask this. Oh, actually, Fiorentina are not in Europe. Duh. Um, Fiorentina are in the Conference League. Uh, Conference Scott. League. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just looking at their fixtures. It hasn't come up. Because they don't play uh, They don't play the knockout. Oh, yeah. Them or Atalanta. 
Because they actually made for us, unlike us. I'm still so angry about that. We were in such yeah, a good me position. Too. Sorry about that. I've had a long week. It's been been busy with work and football and stuff with that and not getting abused online by Jose Mourinho fans over Daniele De Rossi tactical analysis that I did yesterday. But I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, Joey, you made a good point off before we came on air. FIGC, 18 leagues area. How do you yeah. feel? Yeah, um, I think it's a it's a step in the right direction. It's a few less games for some of the players, and we've seen the quality of the the bottom two to three teams, and it's just poor. I I think they need to certainly reduce it. Uh, I'm one hundred percent for this because it, it there's a few less games, and it allows um, it allows teams to manage you know better if there's. Uh, like Rosa mentioned about the discrepancy in the table, there's the Supercopa and everybody just has games mixed everywhere. They they can't have, you know, any leeway for, for fixtures because they have so many games they play. If you take a look at uh, the Premier League, I know they play the same amount, but they have, uh, they, they play like the FA Cup uh, on the weekend sometimes. They, mm-hmm. Italy never do that. So they, they always have to get games going no matter what on the weekend, Serie A games. So I just think, having less games might give them some more some room to if there's fixtures that need to be played at a certain point and obviously like I mentioned less games so I'm I'm certainly for it I am as well over here in England I don't know if you would agree with me Rosa that um FA Cup is I think has been played in the first weekend of January and then there was this what mini break in England wasn't there where there were some games for some clubs was were played in January. Yeah, they do it half and half over half two and weekends. Half. Yeah. yeah, there was what break. was it? There was like two games of, like on a Saturday and a, a couple on a Sunday, which was quite good. But as Joey pointed out, Serie A and Coppa Italia. Coppa Italia's played midweek. Where over here in England, some of the Serie A, some of the Serie A, some of the Premier League games will be played on the Saturday, like, after the FA Cup games. And then you've got the replays and stuff like that midweek. But there is a calendar for uh, FA Cup games, and it's mostly on a Saturday, but they have incorporated it into midweek round of actions in the last couple of years. But in Serie A, it's always this bulk of calendars. Serie A is on a Saturday, Sunday and a Monday in the Coppa Italia games are midweek and it's been like that for ever since I was watching and they did stop the two-legged final which for purists I still miss. I did love the two-legged finals. I wish they bring back bring that back in European competitions like they did in the, in the glory days of the 90s but overall I do think the quality has diminished in the 20-team Serie A You've had the the wonderful stories of like Salernitana a couple of years ago staying up by the skin of their teeth. Um, Crotone under the now leadership of the Empoli manager coach Davide Nicola, where he said he will. Didn't he say he will ride on his bike from Turin to Crotone if they stayed up, and they dramatically stayed up on that that day. I think in 2017 when they beat Lazio, um, I think that was the same day as Totti's retirement, which is bringing back some memories. Um, but overall, I just think it's a good idea and it helps with the quality of the league because Liga have done it. They're now an 18-team league and they play 34 games. 
Bundesliga has always been an 18 team league in, in the years I've been watching it. So overall touch touching wood on, on my desk. Hopefully it happens, but Rosa for you, because me and Joey have answered. How do you feel about this? From a purely nostalgic point of view as well, it would be lovely because I remember oh, yeah. that kind of classic Serie But yeah, no, absolutely, because there is a congestion of fixtures and I, they didn't even have a, a proper break for the Christmas and New Year period that they normally have. Yeah. Um, which was really frustrating for me because I was back in the UK, so I missed the Napoli game. Um, so I think something that would improve the quality overall of the league as well as helping out with fixture congestion, I think is a good idea. I also don't think they should play the Super Copa with four teams in, what was it, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, so, yeah. That's just ridiculous. I've, I've, the Super Copa I remember being played in the middle of the summer um, after the, the cup and the, the league were over. And I thought that was, that was great. I don't understand why they uh, stopped doing that. But I'm, uh, again, sort of nostalgia. Didn't they, didn't they play the Super Copper in August for up until, oh, was it during COVID? Did they do that? Possibly. I, re- I remember being sort of on holiday in Italy in the mid-2000s and being able to watch the Coppa Italia and it being so, so, so exciting. Um, I watched Robo win it in, I think, 2001. Um, but, but I don't know when they stopped it. Uh, I think we've lost Joey. He's dropped off, so I'm just going to see if he's WhatsApp me. Um, yeah, he's back. <laughs> what happened, Joey? I froze. I froze. You froze. You froze like yeah. Rui Patricio. What happened? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, a shot was coming towards me, and I just, uh, I just froze. My mind went blank. Like John, was you like John Cena? He didn't see him, um, but no, <laughs> pretty like, much. I. Yeah, it was just like we were just talking about the Super Copa, like it being played in the summer. Like sending it to Saudi Arabia just diminished the product. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch any of the games because it looked a bit far-fetched. But um, I think you may have sent me something that one, one of the games was hardly a sellout. Like there was no one there. Oh yeah, it was I think it was La- um, Fiorentina-Napoli, if I'm not mistaken, had... Um, like just barely over nine thousand people. It was uh, was bad. They're they're trying to. They sent it to Saudi Arabia. They're trying to promote it and make more money, but it's not working out right now. Well, that didn't work out successfully. We'll see if the bigger clubs come back into it, but uh, it wasn't a successful time for them. I'll say that much. Did you see the poster of it? Yeah, where they, they only they advertise the players that are not actually participating, and the only one was Latoro Martinez. Yeah, that yeah. one. Which uh, I think they even com- the Saudis even complained that there weren't the top teams in it, and because um, I know that was something that the yeah. Roma fans were holding over Lazio fans because um, they're not a big team. So, so yeah, I think I think it's just kind of been an overall failure, and and they should just give up with that with that idea. Also, from a women's perspective, don't play football in Saudi Arabia, please. Yeah. Um, yeah, talking about Saudi Arabia, have you two seen the stories about a potential takeover? Uh, I don't think it's true. No. I, I read somewhere that it, there'd already been kind of denials about it being anything. Yeah, I saw some snippets of it on social media. I want to say tomorrow, yesterday lunchtime, uh, when I was on my lunch. 
No, was it 900 million euros takeover bid or something like that? But no, they might have to take it with a, a pinch of salt. Um, before we wrap up, guys, I know it's a bit late for you, Rosa. It's almost 11 p.m. and you haven't eaten. Um, do get some food after this. Um, oh, yeah. No, don't worry. I will. <laughs> I will ask what will you be having because we do like to have a food chat on here. Um, Some chicken, I think, is what I have in the fridge. I was thinking about ordering food, but then because the, the weather's so bad, I feel very guilty for the for the person sort of delivering it. So I decided I'd eat eat eat, eat up what I have in the fridge, which I think is some uh, some chicken and vegetables. Nicely put. No, 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 no Uber Eats. Don't tempt me because it's no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Do you don't have a McDonald's near past nearby you? Do you have a McDonald's on a Burger King quite nearby? <laughs> Uh, much Burger better than King. the Canadian McDonald's, by the way. I've had it there. Much yeah. better. I haven't had an Italian McDonald's. So I did have a McDonald's breakfast. Um, before we wrap up, do you guys have any, anything else to add? I wanted to talk about Karsdorp. Well, I also don't really want to talk about Karsdorp. He put in so much effort and yet was still not very good. And I felt my heart went out to him because it just kind of every time he, he, he got the ball and he was like, just just try and do a just try and cross it and it just every time didn't didn't really work out and there was one moment where he probably sh- should have had a shot and he just doesn't have any confidence in him, in himself for for shooting and, and then just passed it back um and i just want yeah i, I just, it's frustrating to watch because i felt i feel bad for him because it's like he's trying so hard but then it he, he needs to go that's a that's he a looked point. absolutely he, cooked he did. Sorry, Joe, That's he looked absolutely cooked today and yeah. Monday. He did. He did. And that, that was a good point, Rosa mentioned. We didn't mention about him. We mentioned Lukaku, Patricio, but for so much effort he put in, such little output, had a had a really poor game. Uh, I think um, I would say tactically, I don't think this helps De Rossi because the reason for me Karsdorp goes up so much more forward than the left back is because of Dybala. And what Dybala does, and he tucks in, if Dybala was naturally a right-footed player on the left side, I think we'd see better output because it would mean Spinazzola or Angelino would be higher up and Karsdorp would just have the task of playing a little more defensive. Or at that point, you can bring in Christensen to play that that sort of role where your, your task is to play a little more defensively. Um, and which is what, you know, Scott, you put that in your, your threat analysis of uh, them playing that asymmetrical three back, four back where, you know, the left center, the left back kind of tucks in and plays as center back. I think it was on the other side, it actually benefit Roma because our right backs have no offensive output. Like what's even worse than Spinazzola. So uh, I, I feel bad for him and it, it's, it kind of sucks the way the setup is. It's, it's to kind of help Dybala, but yeah, like Rosa said, he puts in so much effort, but it's really little output and, uh, he he definitely has to go in the summer. I do think there may be a mass clear out at the summer. I think isn't a, a, quite a few players look set to be leaving. Uh, a few out of contract players, would you say? One goalkeeper, one left wing back. I don't know if there's any attacker. And who's it? Lukaku. Yeah. Yeah, probably go to Chelsea, back to Chelsea and maybe moved on somewhere. But that's that's time for like 
we've still got three months, three and a bit months left of the season. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting few months. And I think things may be okay. He says, fingers crossed. We're watching a team evolve from, I was going to say poverty ball, but no, from a bit of mediocre to a bit of wishful thinking and seeing the team evolve and uh, spread their wings. But we can dream, can't we, guys? We can dream of fourth. It can happen. You have to Dreaming is free. Positive. We have that mindset. Yeah? True. Um, I will say this. Thank you to everyone who hit the, the likes, retweets, the comments on on my thread. I did actually come up with the idea as I was going to bed on Thursday. And I thought, oh, I'll do it when I come home from work on Friday in the cold, in the rain. And, yeah, it, it was good. And then I, got, I looked at some comments today and I was like, oh, man, you can't do anything good on social media nowadays without getting it pointed out to you by a particular fan base. I sent it to Joey. I had a little chuckle. It was a couple of Mourinho fans, but hey, it's war off a duck's back. They're like, ah, you beat teams that you were supposed to beat. But as I said earlier, Mourinho failed to beat a couple of those teams and only picked up four points out of the nine. But hey, ho. But I just want to say a massive thank you to the likes, the comments, the retweets. It made my weekend and my Saturday. Um, it was really good to see. There is more to come. I will be doing one on the, the game today, tomorrow. <sighs> yeah, and I might do some more coming up because I've got the website I use does post the Roma games quite good, and they're quite good to use on the phone and on the laptop. So I might do some when I'm on my lunch at work or at home. But I really do appreciate it. But thank you so much. Um, guys, before I said this earlier, anything more else to add as it's pretty getting late for me and Rosa? No, just hoping the Rossi figure out the second half. Uh, uh, sorry, losing my train of thought. Just his, the second half of mental lapses and drop-offs. And once he figure out that level, I think uh, Roman fans will be pleased with him for the rest of the season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Rosa, are you still going to order for McDonald's or Burger King? I'm really, I'm really considering it now. I'm going to see see how bad the rain is. Scott, you're really tempting her. Hey, <laughs> hey, it's Saturday. Saturday evening, I used to be like this. Oh, I was like, oh, come on, what can I order? McDonald's is like a 20-minute journey for me from where I live. We've got three in space of about three miles from where I live. There's a Burger King right outside the county ground at Swindon, so that's tempting. But the prices over here in the UK are horrific for Burger King. So if you do go, go McDonald's. But I did have a McDonald's breakfast earlier, so yeah. I said the same thing, Scott. It's Saturday. I said, winner rules, Roma. I, I called a bunch of, of friends and I said, we're going for a Korean barbecue tonight. So oh, that's where I'll be going. Joey, Korean food. You are my friend. I had Nepalese food. I had, I had Momo Kings. Nepalese food is amazing. But Korean food, oh. Yeah, can't I'm, wait. You'll be sound asleep, but I'll send you pictures because yeah, we're actually going yeah. very late. I'll, I'll wake up to some food pics, um, <laughs> but no. Um Guys, you can follow us at themagicast.com. You can find all our previous episodes on the on the on the website, and you can find us on all podcast platforms, so Apple, SoundCloud, Podbean, etc., etc. We did three podcasts this week uh, with George on Tuesday. Me, Joey, and George really enjoyed that. George is a lovely guy uh, from Newport. We actually uh, had a nice chat about that. I did one with Kaus on. 
Wednesday talking about Mourinho and De Rossi and we've got one tonight and it's been really enjoyable. They are coming thick and fast as we are coming to the business end of the season so there'll probably be five or six podcasts coming out in the next three, four weeks as the games are coming quick and fast. Joey, thank you so much for joining me on this Saturday late afternoon, early evening for you. Yeah, it's, uh, it's getting into the evening time now, so it's about to be pitch black. But uh, thanks again for having me, and it was uh, great to see Rosa on the, the show as well. Yeah, pleasure. And Rosa, once again, thank you for joining joining me. I know you got absolutely drenched uh, and watched Roma lose, which is never great, but hindsight... But it, it, was, was... it was a much nicer way of watching them lose than yeah. the previous times this season, has to be said. Yeah. And, and the, the halftime was brilliant. So, uh, and you got to see Al Shirari score an aesthetically pleasing goal. Uh, yes, and I didn't miss it because I went to the bathroom, so I'm really happy. It, his timing was absolutely perfect. So <laughs> thank you, Stefan. Uh, guys, we'll be back. Oh, God, where are we with Saturday? Thursday. Uh, Joey, should we record straight after the game on Thursday? Yeah, why not? I just hope, <laughs> I just hope they win, so I'm in a good mood. <laughs> we need that Let's fifth hope. spot um, I'm telling you I'm telling you we're going to need yeah. that fifth spot yeah we will, we will. Uh, no guys thanks for joining us we'll be back Thursday enjoy the rest of your week we'll speak soon take care ciao ciao ciao